This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. The things that unite us. America's past, of which we're so proud, our hopes and aspirations for the future of the world and this much-loved country, these things far outweigh what little divides us. And so tonight, we reaffirm that Jew and Gentile, we are one nation under God, the black and white, we are one nation indivisible, that Republican and Democrat, we are all Americans. Tonight, with heart and hand, through whatever trial and travail, we pledge ourselves to each other and to the cause of human freedom, the cause that has given light to this land and hope to the world. And that is uh, Ronald Reagan, 1986, uh, trying to lift this nation up and say all the good things that are happening, even though we're far from perfect. By the way, Iran, the Iran-Contra scandal was raging back then, did not make him look good, and he was actually... Uh, he was deposed once he left office, but he always saw the opposition. He always saw the bright side. That was part of the reason why he was elected, part of the reason why there's an airport named after him, and why Republicans and Democrats, for the most part, laud him. Joining us now, a person who understands history and Ronald Reagan's place in it, but especially Abe Lincoln's place in it. John Cribb joins us now, author of what many people think is the best Lincoln book of our, of his day, Old Abe. It's a novel full of facts, if you ask me. Uh, this guy, uh, so let's talk about the 4th of July, John. Welcome back. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me, and happy happy Independence Day weekend. Uh, absolutely. I know you're upbeat about it. Are you surprised how critical we are of our own country on this country's birthday at this point? Yeah, it makes me uh, very sad because I'm old enough to remember the bicentennial in, in uh, 1976. And uh, how how you know what a grand celebration it was, and how we really set aside differences. And we've been through some tough times uh, in the early seventies with Vietnam and uh, you know Watergate and uh, some bad uh, economy and world crisis. But people came together and really paid tribute to the American Revolution and the, and the uh, Declaration of Independence. And we're now five years away from the two hundred fiftieth. Uh, anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, and I, I'm worried about what it's it's going to be if we stay on the trajectory we're on now. In, in what respect are you worried? Well, I mean, as, as you well know, uh, there's been the, these arguments have, have been made in the last few years, especially, and they seem to be getting louder. That the founding was not so great after all. It was just a bunch of you know white guys that talked a good game, but instituted. Uh, racism and uh, and slavery, and uh, this is being taught in schools. Uh, some students were being even being taught that you know 1619 was the real founding, not uh, the year that uh, the first enslaved Africans came to colonial Virginia, not 1776. Uh, I don't know if you saw the task force report that just came out of the uh, U.S. archives, where our founding documents are are housed and you know are enshrined. Uh, and it's about racism. And it says that the rotunda, this is from the archives itself, that the rotunda on Constitution Avenue, where thousands of Americans go to see their founding documents, that the rotunda is an example of structural racism and uh, that trigger warnings should be put up. I don't know what that means. They're going to put up signs that say, you know, warning founders ahead or something. But uh, this is all, you know, this, if this line of argument carries the day, then I think that in five years, our 250th anniversary is just going to be a year-long scowling at, uh, at American history, and we have, to, we have to push back about it now. Absolutely. And isn't it heartening when you put out a book like Old Abe, it gets such uh, relevance and resonates so well? 
you know, that when you go to the National Archives, it's packed. I was just at the uh, Greenbrier, yeah. a bomb shelter is supposed to keep uh, American government going should it's the Soviets attack. It still gets huge yeah. lines. The Hermitage, uh, Monticello, yeah. Mount Vernon. People go out yeah. and seek our history. Do you think we're giving voice to people with these uh, anti-American views? And do you think maybe it's our fault in the media? Yeah, I mean, some certainly not yours. And I saw the I saw the program at the Greenbrier on uh, Fox Nation. I saw you close that big door. That was great. Yeah, thank <laughs> That's you. a great program. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think people are beginning to to push back. People people like like you, and we need more of it. And we need to remind people that uh, that yes, our founding was flawed, and Lincoln knew that. Uh, Lincoln, you know, he argued that the founders knew that the. Uh, that slavery was was very wrong, of course. Uh, Jefferson, as, as you know, Brian, called uh, uh, slavery a cruel war against human nature itself um, and in an early draft of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Uh, Franklin called it an atrocious debasement of human nature. Uh, but Lincoln, Lincoln pointed out – and this is the story people need to know. Lincoln pointed out uh, that the founders, even though they knew slavery was wrong, they, they just felt like they could not – uh, defeat the greatest military power in, in the world, or one of them, uh, uh, Britain, and uh, launch a new nation, hold 13 very different states together, and get rid of slavery all at once. It was just too large a task. But what they could and did do was enshrine in the Declaration of Independence and the other founding documents principles that spelled the doom of slavery. And that was a magnificent step forward. It came t- at a time when the vast majority of people in the world uh, in world history had lived with very little uh, freedom at all. This was this was a country that the world had been waiting for for centuries, and those promise that those those principles enshrined in the Declaration of Independence were a promise to future generations. And uh, that's uh, ultimately, of course, what the Civil War uh, was became a fight to redeem that promise uh, for uh, enslaved Americans. And we have been moving steadily uh, closer and closer to those principles throughout our history. So the founding uh, was tragically flawed by slavery. I think everybody realizes that. Uh, but in another sense, it was a glorious beginning of a long journey that has brought freedom and hope to millions of people, both in this country and around around the world. And that's the story uh, that we need to remember and celebrate. Right. It shows a story of progress, right? I mean, it, yeah. it shows we kept getting better and better. And then we finally, when the rubber hits the road and civil war is unavoidable, half the country leaves before uh, Abraham Lincoln could actually even get to the White House. Next thing you know, the uh, the the Confederate Army is within striking distance of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and we have yet to convene the Northern Army. The Union forces aren't even together yet. You think we have problems now. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, that first battle, land battle of the Civil War at Manassas, was fought right on the doorstep of the, uh, the Capitol. So we, we have definitely been through worse times than this. And, uh, but the, the country is so much a better place now uh, than it was, you know, uh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, and uh, we need to we need to remember that. And and, and there are a lot of people who seem to be want to uh, to spin the line that we're still living with Jim Crow or something. That's just simply not true. And Lincoln, you know, Lincoln knew that those founding principles, as long as each generation rededicates itself to the, the founding principles and passes those principles on to the next uh, generation, as long as we do that, uh, then we'll keep moving toward those uh, those principles. If we don't do that. If we start, you know, trashing ourselves and forget leaving behind those founding principles, uh, then we'll, we'll lose our country. Uh, and, and and Lincoln knew that too. Do you think part of the problem is that we don't know our history well enough to know where we came yes. from? Is the other part of it is we've never known a society that wasn't free? 
So it's not like we, right. you know, the first generation, they get it. They knew what they got. The second generation yeah. knew what we had. Then we started right. realizing how different we were, and South Carolina tries to secede, and Jackson reins them back in. Yeah. And we, that was the big thing, lacing the states together while expanding westward and southward. It was an impossible right. task. But now that we got the country together outside, we don't know what we're doing with Puerto Rico, perhaps. Who knows if there's a commonwealth out there that could become a state? I'm not sure. But now we look around and we say we're so different. Man, we were different in the book that you wrote, uh, Old Abe. Yes, we sure were. And and you made a, a good point in that we, we – and Lincoln sounded the same warning that you just sounded too, that the further away we moved from the – uh, the founding and the Revolutionary War, uh, the the uh, the more in danger we were of losing connection with uh, with those principles. Um, he gave a speech on that way back in 1838 when he just uh, moved to Springfield, Illinois, and he said that the founding generation was once a mighty forest of oaks covering the land, but the hurricane of time had swept over them and had uh, felled them, and there were only one or two lonely trucks standing. He said, but uh, he said that uh, he, he pointed out as we get further away from the founding. Uh, then we have to work harder to keep the spirit of 76 alive. And he used another great metaphor. He said the founders were the pillars of the temple of liberty. He said they've crumbled away now. They've they've passed away, and we have to replace them. We can't count on replacing them with leaders because sometimes we'll have good leaders, sometimes bad ones. But he said we can replace them with the – he said the general intelligence of the American people, the sound morality of the American people, and with reverence to the Constitution and the law. So he was talking about – Education, civic education, knowing history and patriotism, uh, keeping the spirit of 76 alive. And he said, if we do that, uh, then we get to keep our country. If we don't do that, we lose our country. And he said, if we are going to be defeated, it's not going to be from foreign power. He said, it's going to be from inside. He said, if destruction be our lot, we ourselves must be its author and finisher. Uh, so Lincoln, Lincoln was, you know, way back then was, uh, was pointing out we have to keep, uh, we have to keep rededicating ourselves to the Declaration of Independence. John Cribb is with us now, author of Old Abe, a novel. So, uh, John, when I in discussing the book that I had, and you were kind enough to review President the Freedom Fighter. You saw the uncorrected proof, by the way. Yes. Uh, and you found great, a couple of things. Book. Thank you. Uh, you found a couple of things, and it's helped. My, I sent it to the editor. Thank you. Uh, but, but, John, one thing I found out is, you know, you got to be a person of your times. Even when the, when the Civil War starts, America's yeah. not ready to get behind fighting to free the slaves. Not yet. They're fighting to keep the country together, and Lincoln knew it. Right. He knew that, and you do a great job of outlining that uh, in your your book, which uh, your uh, Lincoln fans are going to be really excited about the President the Freedom Fighter when it comes out this fall. It is. It is. uh, I loved reading it, Um, and you do a very good job about Lincoln. uh, Lincoln knew that uh, if he moved too fast. Uh, you know, some bad things could happen. He could lose the border states uh, like Kentucky and Maryland and Missouri, and that if they, he lost those, then they're going to lose the war, which would be too much on, on their hands. And he knew that, uh, that you know, there was a lot of racism in the north and that if he declared this is a war uh, to free the slaves uh, right away, uh, that a lot of them he was worried would just throw down their guns and walk off the, you know, walk off the battle. Yeah. And he was probably right about that. So he um, so he had to wait. It was yes, he had to wait, Uh, and he took he took a lot of heat for that from from people like Frederick Douglass, uh, who you cannot blame them for being impatient at all. 
Um, but uh, in the end, uh, he steered the course that needed to be steered and uh, brought the country out the other side. And, di- and we got that new birth of freedom that he talked about in the Gettysburg uh, Address. Uh, it's, it's part of the brilliant American story that uh, people need to know, and we should not be trashing our own history. We should be uh, celebrating it. We should know it warts and all. You know, and you do a great job of that. In the present, the freedom fighter. You, there's, there's nobody on a pedestal in that that book. It's, you know, you, you took a, you take an honest look at uh, at Lincoln, but it still, in the end, is a brilliant, hopeful story. Right. And that's what American history is. It's a brilliant, hopeful story. And it's not. And if you ever want to prove that America is not who you know, it's what you know, and it, you can accomplish anything if you put your mind to it. Look at two people in impossible circumstances. Lincoln in object poverty, his mom dies at a young age, an abusive father in the middle of the wilderness, one year of yep. formal schooling, and that's the man that yep. saves us? The other person that yeah. inspires us and helps combine with Lincoln is born a slave, escapes and becomes an international speaking star and personality? That is Frederick Douglass? These people right. came from nowhere and nowhere else in the world, and still to this day, I'd argue, almost no place in the world. Can you go from nowhere to somewhere? And that's what people right. take for granted because they've never known something different. Exactly. I mean, where else in America? Like you say, there's, there, it's, there, it happens sometimes other places, but it happens by far the most here. And, you know, not only do, do those two men come from nowhere and rise to the top, uh, but their paths almost miraculously uh, converge. And, you know, that is part of the great story that is the miracle of America, stories like that, of, of, of uh, Abraham Lincoln and uh, Frederick Douglass were in entirely different circumstances in both in, in both in, in you know, far less right. than great circumstances. And uh, they become friends. And, you know, that in itself is such it's such a great story uh, for America. And it's the kind of thing right. that we need to celebrate as we go into uh, our, our uh, Independence Day. And, and when you write old Abe, you know, clearly uh, Abe Lincoln made himself learned of the founding fathers. So it was he didn't want to get yeah. an A on a test. He read everything and get right. a whole he he wanted everything and get a hold of. Yeah. And he yes. uh, he also was a critic sometimes of America. He was a critic of the Sp- of the, the war with Mexico. You know, right. he did not yeah. want us going in there uh, fighting with Texas uh, to to uh, against Santa Ana and, and that Mexican war. He was very critical of Andrew Jackson. You could be critical of the yeah. country, but no one ever doubts his patriotism. That's what worries me. People said that they want no part of this country where I think in previous generations we wanted to make this country better. Do you share right. in that assessment? Yeah, so I, entirely. And, and a country— uh, that teaches uh, people to be, you know, shrug their shoulders at best at its own history or roll their eyes, and at worst to loathe it, which is, I think, I'm afraid what's happening now in, in some schools and, and, and some, uh, you know, uh, town halls. Uh, if you, a country that, that, that comes to loathe itself is in deep, deep trouble, and we will not have uh, much of a country left because – as you know, we depend on, as, as Lincoln and the founders knew, in a country like ours, uh, we depend on each generation preserving and protecting those founding principles, knowing how important they are, and passing them on to the next generation. If it, that doesn't happen, we lose our, our country. And if we're going to look at our country with nothing but a jaundiced eye and learn to uh, despise our own past, we're we're in bad trouble. I so I think it's very very important that lots of people 
pushback, uh, which is, you know, what you're doing, what I'm trying to do. And, and I think people all over the country are beginning to push back, and we need to push back hard on, on this narrative that, that the country's uh, history is mainly a story of oppression and racism, because it's just gotcha. not true, and this yeah. country deserves a lot better. We're just that. asking to cheer for your home team, that's all. John Cribb, author yeah. of Old Abe, <laughs> a novel, and the Mike Pence called the best Lincoln book out there, and I can't argue. Best one he's read, uh, and I can't argue with that at all. John, thanks so well, much. Maybe, maybe you Have can a argue great about fourth. It this fall when yours comes out. Thank you, Brian. Thanks. All right, go get him. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.